1: WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning.
2: Hi, and welcome back to an Innovation my an streetcast on Rotoviz Radio on the Blue Wire Network. This evening, I am writing solo, as the one Trey songs once said. Um, Dan Senio. not in the building this evening. Uh, I am the one in the building. I am the one behind the mic. So we're going to talk about some Week Four action. I, I mean, because I'm all alone, you forgot my 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 catchphrase. Week Four as the kids say, is in the books. Um, as you are listen, you listening to this, in your ear holes. But um, as Dan says, don't spoil Monday night because we haven't seen it yet. So um, we're going to go over the news, Dynasty news and notes of week four and how to prepare for week five and the rest of the Dynasty fantasy football season. All righty, so let's just get right into it. And um, this this episode is going to be brought to you by the Game splits app, meaning I'm going to be game splitting everything you can think of. I'm going to game split it. We'll see how many game splits I do. I'm going to aim for at least three, at least three games plus. We'll see how it goes. All right. So first one we got the dolphins. You may or may not have listened to the uh, bold predictions episode of nice trade cast. And if you did, you should uh, delete everything you heard from that. Cause they were all, they're bold. They were bold predictions. Nobody said they were good predictions. Dan might've said he had some good predictions. I didn't say that. I said it bold. I wanted to, uh, go out on a limb, and I, I picked the Miami Dolphins as Super Bowl champions. Um, it is Week Four, and I would like to report that the Miami Dolphins are not going to win the Super Bowl. In um, fact, the Miami Dolphins are probably not going to make the playoffs. Most likely, you're not going to make the playoffs. Uh, you know, they've had a game and like a game and a few snaps of Tua. Even with that, they've been terrible across the board. I'm pretty sure they're 0 4. Unless I should have checked that before going on this rant, but. Yeah, definitely have not lived up to expectations so far this season. Definitely a disappointment for the Miami Dolphins, who are second in the AFC East. So does that mean everyone's one? No, they're one and three. They're one and three. They did win, win, win one game, but they're one and three. They're terrible. They're not going to make the playoffs. And just waiting for Tua to come back. But really, it's not just Tua. That, I mean, it's not just quarterback that is was a problem. When I hypothesized, when I made the prediction – was like, hey, they're just a quarterback away, and their quarterback's going to get better, and they're a lot more than a quarterback away. So, not don't do a ton of NFL hashtag analysis on this podcast, but the Dolphins are a lot worse than expected. I guess to spin it from a fantasy perspective, we kind of knew they'd have to throw the ball because Miles Gaskin and Malcolm Brown were their running backs. But as the season progresses, as the team continues to be bad, they're going to be a pass heavy team, which is going to be good for Will Fuller as he, get, as he gets into the fold. And know he, he's been a little bit, uh, you know, absent as far as didn't play the first couple of games and hasn't done much in the, in the following two. You know, this past week, what did he have? He had one catch for six yards, and I knew he had two point conversion week before. Week before. But as that p- offense opens up from a passing perspective, it will be beneficial, it would be beneficial for Will Fuller in fantasy. Jalen Waddle has, has had some flashes, he had. Um, three catches for the 33 this week, but he, he had some – Some I think he had a touchdown the week before. Um, so, yeah, Jalen Waddle's shown some things through the first couple of weeks. And Devontae Parker – what did Devontae Parker do yesterday? Devontae Parker had four catches, 77, and a touchdown. So, not a bad day. Um, but that is going to happen when they were trailing the entire game. So, there's going to be some passing volume in the offense. So, um, what do you take from the fantasy angle of this is that Dolphins are bad. Dolphins are going to have to throw a bunch. Hopefully, that will be Tua sooner rather than later after his IR stint. Next on the Dynasty Cast, we're going to talk about Trey Lance. Trey Lance. What's going on with Trey Lance? Let's see. Trey Lance had his uh, his first shot as the 49ers quarterback. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt. Trey Lance played the whole second half. And there were some fantasy goodness to be had. Um, 157 passing yards, 41 rushing yards, a rushing two-pointer, and two passing touchdowns. So it's kind of been the case the entire time as you know, we've been waiting. Okay. How, how long is Garoppolo going to be in there? And the, the answer has kind of always been like the 49ers expect to be a good team. So we don't really know if they're going to go to the, to the rookie as opposed to the veteran as a contending team, but they are, they are two and two um, granted two and two with losses to good teams with the Seahawks and Packers um, and then wins against bad teams in the forms of the Eagles and the lions. So all, all this week per- proved is that once Trey Lance has the keys to the castle, once Trey Lance is the starter for the 49ers, there will be fantasy goodness to be had with those rushing yards, with the, with the, with the rushing two-pointers, those are always fun, and rushing touchdowns as we go along. And so Trey Lance has actually probably been the most impressive rookie quarterback. Mac Jones, you know, depends on who you talk to, whether some people think he had an incredible uh, semi-night game against the Buccaneers, some people thought he was incredibly mediocre, I think it, it was somewhere in the middle, but the story of, of the season, as we talked about, I think it was the last week's podcast or the week before, is that the rookie quarterbacks have been a disappointment so far, and the one who hasn't has been Trey Lance. Trey Lance, when he's been playing, has played well, and so it's just just a matter of time until he is named the starter, until he starts putting up those fantasy points. So, if if we were redrafting the rookie class, if we were, um, you know re-ranking the rookie class i really couldn't fault anybody for putting trey lance qb1 call that no reaction call that selling low on trevor lawrence call that selling low on justin fields who had a good good um you know first win it himself as a starter but trey lance has looked by far like the the best quarterback especially the best quarterback for fantasy so far this year and so with trey lance um let's let's take a look at debo samuel Debo Samuel thrived huge, big time uh, thriving for one Debo Samuel um, with, with Trey Lance at the helm. And so he has been good all year, whether it's been Garoppolo or, or uh, Lance at the helm, but Debo Samuel with a half of, with a half of Jimmy Garoppolo had eight catches for 156 and two touchdowns on the game, as well as one, one carry for one yard. Um, So Samuel, you know, I've been kind of doing this victory lap all season long so far, but he is the wide receiver one in San Francisco. He is going to be the consistent threat. He, he had, he's had nine, nine targets, six targets, five targets, eight targets, and uh, two, two, one uh, carries over the last three games. So Samuel is the wide receiver one. That's a good thing in the Shanahan offense. And as Trey Lance is more, gets more into the fold, when Trey Lance is named starter, probably in a few weeks, that's only going to be beneficial for one Debo Samuel as he continues to play well. So I, I currently probably think that Debo Samuel is undervalued in dynasty. I'm assuming you could probably get him in the like wire receiver 20 to 24 range. And I think he probably belongs in the team from like the 14 to 18 range. So if, if you can, there's not buying low, obviously because he just scored 35 fantasy points, but I still think that there is room for growth in his value when Trey Lance is at the quarterback position. So um, you know, if if there's some mediocre weeks, might mediocre like a ten point week, a twelve point week with with Garoppolo out there, um, then you know there's a chance. Obviously, with Garoppolo might not play next week, so the, the window might shut, might sh- close shut really quickly. But as far as this Niners offense, I think the buys are Traylants and Debo Samuel. Even at their elevated prospect, yes, they're more expensive than they were a week ago, but they could be even more expensive than that in a week after after they play the Cardinals. Um, yeah, I very much, looking at their schedule, they have Cardinals by Colts. I would not be surprised if, if let's say Garoppolo is out due to an injury against the Cardinals, Lance plays well, maybe Lance wins the game, and then they're like, okay, we hit the bye week, we're just going to go with Lance moving forward. Um, but you never know with these, these coaches, with Matt Nagy still proclaiming that Justin Fields is the starter, Justin Fields is the starter, Justin Fields is the starter. I said that backwards. Andy Dalton is the starter, is what Matt, Matt Nagy keeps on saying. I wish, I wish he was saying that Justin Fields was the starter. Well, I do wish that Justin Fields was a starter, <laughs> and he did get a win against the Lions. Looking at his box score, not exactly pretty. Um, 11 for 17 for 209 yards and the interception, no touchdowns. But they were able to get him in motion a little bit. They they moved him around a little bit more than they did in the previous week against the Browns, which isn't saying much because they had eight sacks against the Browns. But I do think Fields has an opportunity um, playing the Raiders next week to, you know, if he he can play well, if he can maybe open up the Bears offense a little bit, that he can then be successful and the starter for the Bears as well. But Matt Nagy, once again, probably a little bit stubborn, probably a little bit seeing like, okay, Fields hasn't been playing great, but like, at the end of the day, how good is Andy Dalton playing? Not very. Next, we're going to go with Saquon Barkley. Uh, Saquon Barkley is back over the last two games, 21.4 against the Falcons, 16 carries for 51 yards and a touchdown, six carries for 43 yards Um, against the Falcons, and then six receptions, 43 yards against Falcons, and then in week four against the Saints, 29.6 PPR points, 13 carries for 52 yards and a touch, five five receptions for 74 receiving yards and that touchdown. And so as we've talked about over and over and over, Daniel Jones – is what's holding back a explosion from Saquon Barkley of a consistent play of, of week in and week out, you know, 25-point games. Just the Giants offense just hasn't been good enough, and yet Barkley has had two very solid games in the last two weeks. But long-term, it's just not a viable thing. With Daniel Jones his in the last three seasons, he has averaging 15.2 points when, when Daniel Jones plays. Yeah, 15 points when, when Daniel Jones plays. And 21 points when he does not, so over the last three seasons. So Daniel Jones continues to be an inhibition for one Saquon Barkley, but he continues to put up some numbers on the road as well. Now, before we talk about the Washington football team, let's hear a word from our sponsors.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Colum Kelly here, the executive producer of the Road of His Radio Podcast Network and co-host of the Road of His Overtime Podcast, along with the phenomenal Sean Siegel. The wait is over, the NFL season is here and there's no better time than the present to sign up for a his NFL Pass. You'll get access to all of our content, all of our tools, everything you need to help you for that in-season success. As a loyal podcast listener, you can get yourself a 10% discount to a rotaviz NFL Pass just by adding the code RVRadio2021 at checkout. Or go to rotaviz.com forward slash podcast for more information. Let's go get those championships. I hope you enjoy the podcast.
2: Thank you so much to our lovely sponsors. We appreciate you. We love you, especially RotoViz, promo code R V Radio for a 20% or a 10% discount on your RotoViz pass. You got to get it going on. And someone who has had it going on from a fantasy perspective over the last three weeks is Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke might be your classic example of not great for real football, very good for fake football. Um, over the last three weeks, 20, in you standing quarterback scoring, 20, uh, 20 points for week two, 21 points for week three, and 27.9 against the Falcons on the road in week four, 290 passing yards, three touchdowns, along with five carries for 43 yards. I, I, I actually weirdly see some dynasty value in Taylor, Taylor Heineke. You might say, well, that's crazy. He's never gonna have a long term go. And I don't think he will. I, but... But I think that he screams journeyman. He screams Ryan Fitzpatrick. He screams Andy Dalton. Obviously, Andy Dalton had a much longer, more successful career than Heineke will. But he screams a guy that's going to hang around and is going to be getting starts over the next several years. So if the person in, in your Superflex Dynasty League does not believe Heineke will be making starts past you know past midseason or past whenever Fitzpatrick is off IR, if he's even coming off IR, or Taylor Heineke's not a long-term starter in Washington – I don't think it matters. I think that Taylor Heineke will will be making starts for for football teams, whether it's the Washington football team or another football team. He'll be making starts over the next several years, Taylor Heineke will. And he's got that rushing upside. He's had 17 rushing yards, 6 rushing yards, 21 rushing yards, and a touchdown, and 43 rushing yards in the first four games. So Taylor Heineke has played well so far this season from a fantasy perspective, and he's going to continue to to get that opportunity because Fitzpatrick is out. And we talked about this in the offseason when we were buying Fitzpatrick in, in Superflex because they have the weapons. They have Logan Thomas, they have T- Terry McCorn, they have Curtis Samuel, who's coming back from injury. And so, all these guys and Antonio Gibson, who's a good receiver out of the backfield, JD McKissick is a good receiver out of the backfield. All of this equals opportunity for scoring um, and is a positive indicator for Taylor Heineke's rest of his season. And in the last two seasons with Taylor Heineke starting a little bit of small sample size, only three starts for, for Taylor Heineke um, so far, but he has played well with, uh, with Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin is averaging 16.37 PPR points in his three games with McLaurin as starter. I mean, with Heineke as starter and scoring 15.05 outside of that split in games where someone not named Heineke as starter. So I expect to see a a lot of the Heineke to McLaurin connection, And I think it's a you know, it's a positive for it's definitely not the negative that I thought it was when Fitzpatrick injury happened. I was worried that McLaurin wasn't going to get those deep shots, wasn't going to get those reckless balls. But it seems that Heineke is playing a very similar fashion to one Ryan Fitzpatrick, both through the air and on the ground. Next up, we have Kenneth Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell is a guy who I I was intrigued by as a Debbie prospect. And then when he fell to day three of the NFL draft, I became much less intrigued as a rookie prospect. Solely because it's just so hard to get going as, as that day three running back. It's so hard to get those consistent touches, but Kenneth Gainwell is out touching that draft capital so far in the first four games of his career. He's getting some touches that I was not expecting him to get. He's getting some goal line work. He has a, two touchdowns in the season in four games and looking at, um, you know, his touches, he had 11 touches in, in week one, eight touches in week two. Four catches, uh, four touches in week week three, and nine touches in week four. Definitely not the type of you know touches that I were, was expecting from a third round running back behind Miles Sanders and even Boston Scott to an extent. But he's he was a huge threat as a receiving threat in week in week four. He had six catches for 58 receiving yards on eight targets, along with three rushes for 31 and a touch. So, yes, you're not going to get 20 points every week from Kenneth Gainwell, but it does look like he's going to be a thorn in the side of Miles Sanders' managers because he's going to be getting a lot of that goal line work and he's going to getting the receiving work that we're, we've been wishing that Miles Sanders would get throughout his career. So I, I think that Gainwell might st- might be an, another – I think this is the, the buy high podcast, that Kenneth Gainwell might be an, an addition of a buy high where people are like, oh, he looks decent, like, oh, he's putting together a couple points – but they aren't valuing him as like an NFL RB2 yet. And that's certainly what he is when he's getting the amount of touches that he is so far this season as a rookie um, and as a day three rookie. So certainly promising from, from my perspective on what we've seen from Kenneth Gainwell so far. And lastly, we'll wrap up the podcast with some might consider to buy high. some might consider to sell high, no matter what, it is high. It is Cordarell Patterson, Atlanta Falcons running slash wide receiver listed on your My Fantasy League platform as a wide receiver. Corderell Patterson, he speaking of touches, he hasn't ever received this many consistent touches in his career. In week one, two catches and seven rushing attempts. In week two, five catches and, and seven rushing attempts. Week three, six catches, catches, seven rushing attempts, and in week four, five catches and six rushing attempts and, oh, by the way, three touchdowns with 82 receiving yards. So I, I think I said a week ago or two weeks ago that this wouldn't be a sustainable concept for Corderell Patterson, but seemingly he is going to be a gigantic thorn in the side of Kyle Pitts fantasy managers and Calvin Ridley fantasy managers, but also he's going to be startable on his own. Like I, against the Jets in week five, if I have Cordero Patterson and assuming like I need a wide receiver two, wide receiver three, I'm sliding Cordero Patterson into that spot. And so if you're looking to make a win now buy high type trade, I still don't think it's going to be an, an overwhelming amount of cost in order to acquire Cordero Patterson. Like it's not going to be a first. And if you're acquiring a guy that you consider a starter, which honestly I consider Cordero Patterson a starter for the rest of the season to this stage with the amount of touches that he's been getting. You can spend a second, you can spend a a mid second, late second. It might seem a little bit costly if you end up doing an early second, but you're getting a starter. You're getting a guy who is getting the touches and that's who Cordero Patterson is at this stage. So he's been impressive so far this season with all the points he's been putting up and you know, I think he's just going to continue getting getting those, those touches with the Falcons. They're a bad football team, and that doesn't even matter because he, he's getting carries as well. So he's getting the carries, getting the receptions, and so I, I do think that in trailing games, the game script the aim script will be better for Cordell Patterson because he's getting the receptions out of the backfield and in the slot. But either way, Cordell Patterson didn't expect to be saying this a month ago, but Cordell Patterson is a legitimate starter in fantasy leagues right now alrighty that should wrap us up for this evening hope you enjoyed the ramblings of Nathan Powell and make sure to rate, review, subscribe follow Dan at FF Dynasty Dan myself at NPOWELLFF we appreciate you and promo code RVRADIO2021 10% discount get it you know it's coming up Halloween get yourself Halloween present wrote of this promo code RVRADIO 2021 we'll see you guys next week kadoosh i won't see you guys it's podcast off you'll hear me next week